Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back our dear brothers and sisters and also welcome to my beautiful co-host right here mashallah assalamu alaikum wa alaikum assalam how are you doing bro you looking fresh mashallah Alhamdulillah, bro. Alhamdulillah, bro. Not as fresh as you, bro. Habibi, man. Habibi, may Allah bless you, bro. Alhamdulillah, bro. I wanted to say the warmest welcome to Anho. MashaAllah. Yeah, bro. People have been asking about you, man. Like, uh, what's going on? Quick shout out to the fastest member of the live stream. I think it's been like under a minute and we got a new member. There we go. Alhamdulillah. People have been waiting, man. People have been waiting. They're like, what happened to the third Muslim? Where's yeah. Anha, bro? Is he okay? So Anha, man, tell them what they want to hear. What's good with you? Well, guys, I almost quit. I almost left the T3M. We had a little fallout. Um, it was hard, but I mean, here we are. Mm. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. There we go. Let's see. Nah, nah, uh, but nah, I think this looks good. No, we didn't have a follow. We didn't have any problems. It's just been on the move. Alhamdulillah. I'll keep my location um, secret for now. Maybe at some point I'll reveal it. Unless y'all heard Rami at some point. But inshallah, you didn't. Inshallah. I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Yeah, I didn't I tell them that did. you're in Mexico. <laughs> uh, I think I think you told them my location. Oh, really? Yeah, there was At there was one point, yeah. uh, one episode, bro. But it's all good, bro. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. My bad, man. Forgive me, bro. Well, I don't even remember that. It's all good, bro. Yeah. It's all good. All good, bro. All good. It's it's one of those things like uh, like Rami's last name. You know, some people know it, some people don't. You know, the ones that do, you guys caught a dub, man. Because if you didn't, you're not going to know now. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Don't, that's go, fair. don't go looking now. Rami Al-Khalil, last name. I don't want that in the search results. <laughs> you won't find that, inshallah. inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So, 35 viewers, thank you all for tuning in. This, uh, I want to quickly give a shout out to another member today. And just wanted to say the yeah, guys... Boy. There we go. This is going to be the new time that we do the live streams, inshallah. 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is 12.35 a.m. UK time, because we got a lot of UK viewers too, and should be around 7.30 a.m. for those of y'all in Malaysia, Thailand, you know, the, those Pacific countries, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. All right, so, Rami, what's on the table for today? Well, since self-reflection is such a, an important aspect of Islam and of, you know, for us as human beings, today we're going to do something very special. Today we're going to look back and we're going to watch our old videos, react to them, and, and reflect on how far we've come. MashaAllah, man, MashaAllah. Anil, bro, you ready for that? Let's get it. Let's get it, bro. So Let's first thing it. I want to say, bro, Anil, man, I missed you. It's good having you back, bro. You're kind of like the life of the party, bro, so... You know, it's good to have you back. And number two... It's good to be back, though. Alhamdulillah, bro. Number two, if you want to see more pics of my hair, head over to Instagram. We uh, we going a little bit more uh, ego death 
for 2022, inshallah. inshallah. All right, so let's play the first video. Bro, do y'all feel that nostalgia with the old intro, or is it just me? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Mashallah. Yeah, I feel it. Assalamu alaikum, brothers and sisters. You got the three Muslims here, T3N. And for today's podcast, we're going to be getting into why Islam. I'll let Rami start it off. Why Islam? Logically speaking, why Islam? <laughs> Why not? Why not, Islam? No, but for right. real, on a real note, I'm, not, I'm just saying, no, on a real note, though, on a real note. Bismillah. So why Islam? If there is a God in religion, right? Let's, we established last time there is a God, right? If you don't believe in God, you have no reason to. And I challenge everybody to bring a reason to any of us why you don't believe in God. There is no reason logically. So let's say there is a God. Now, okay, let's say, is there a religion? Yes or no? You would have to look at the religions in the world. But you wouldn't have to look at all of them necessarily. Because let's look at the bigger ones. Let's look at Judaism. It's an ethnocentric religion. Which means you would have to ethnically be Jewish maternally on your mother's side to even be allowed in the religion. Otherwise, it's a very, very long and hard process. Uh, then you have Hinduism and Sikhism. These are regional religions. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go on. Go on. What? No, I was just saying pause because you said long and hard. <laughs> go on bro go on continue continue though <laughs> so it's a very long hard drawn out process mm. <laughs> all right so yeah to to be uh to be man to you be, were uh, cool but yeah go on bro <laughs> <laughs> i lost my train of thought man no 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 you good you were gonna say no, no no bro you were on something real you said that um when for judaism you'd have to be born into it and if not then it's a very drawn out process let me correct that pattern of speech there so we don't get lost in the same thing again <laughs> all right yeah so to be uh religiously jewish you, you must be ethnically jewish as well then you look at sikhism and hinduism these are both regional religions right so it's it's almost as if they're not really asking people to come and accept it right you're born into it or you're not at the end of the day and even uh hinduism or sorry sikhism they believe that all ways are correct which is impossible. Yeah. That's, that's completely no impossible. Yeah, because you have completely opposite and opposing ideas. Like literally Christianity will say Islam is not right and Islam will say Christianity is not right. They cannot both be correct. It's, it's illogical. Um, I just want to pause you right there. There's nothing wrong with respecting all walks of life, but they can't all be correct. Yes, 100%. 100%. And then you have two more, basically. You have Islam. Well, actually, let me get Buddhism out the way. Buddhism does not deal with God. Therefore, it cannot be from God. Now you have Islam and Christianity. Islam calls people to come and accept it. And it tells its followers to preach and give what we call dawah, teaching people about Islam. Christianity tells people to preach the message, to preach the gospel, and tell people to come and uh, accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, so on and so forth. So you have two options left. And there are two strategies with this. You can disqualify one 
which qualifies the other and then look into it. Or you can qualify one, which would disqualify the other. For example, if you come to the conclusion that Christianity is absolutely true, then Islam would just be gone. Because if Christianity is absolutely true, then Islam cannot be absolutely true. Like we said, two opposing ideas cannot both be true at the same time. But if you qualify Islam 100%, then Christianity would have to go because same reason. So either or works. If you look at Christianity, which uh, Angel, you started off as a Christian, correct? Catholic. Catholic, okay, Catholic Christian. But I, I did run the Christian path. Yeah. yeah. Must have been a long, hard journey, bro. Pause. 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 But continue, continue, Rami. <laughs> so, you would have one or the other. So, if you look into Islam, which is what we're basically going to be doing throughout this episode, inshallah, we will come to the conclusion that Islam is, without a doubt, if a religion is true, it would definitely be Islam. Mm-hmm. We could talk about Christianity. I don't want to, you know, throw shade on anything or any scripture or any belief system. But Christianity, <laughs> just from the get-go, doesn't really make sense. And I'm just going to summarize it with this circular <laughs> reasoning that, that they on, use. Man, go in. <laughs> Bismillah. So God creates man and from man comes woman. And then we have this long line of, you know, generations and generations and no God coming down, incarnation, trinity, none of that until we get to Jesus. And then all of a sudden, woman gives birth to God, who God created, right? Gives birth to God. And then God is murdered by man to save man from God's punishment as the sacrifice. And it's just this giant circular reasoning, circular argument that doesn't really make sense. And on top of that, they're going to argue that this one God that's always been one God in one person, all of a sudden is three in one. And it's, I was going to make a joke. I'm not going to make that joke. But all of a sudden they're coming out and saying, no, no, I'm actually three in one, right? I'm not one unipersonal god i'm a triune god this doesn't really make sense because even in the bible it says god is not the author of confusion so why all of a sudden you're doing this back and forth and even if you read the bible jesus never teaches the trinity every time okay i'll just summarize it with this a jewish man came and asked jesus what is the most important commandment he said hear O israel your lord god is one worship him with all your heart your soul your mind he, this would be the perfect time to teach the Trinity. Listen, I'm the son of God. Literally, I'm going to die for your sins. And there's the Holy Spirit. And there's the Father. And we're three in one. And he never says this. Mm-hmm. When he's directly asked, he doesn't say it. So, mm-hmm. and we can see the, the ambiguity throughout Christian history, so on and so forth. And this is not to hate on Christianity. This is just my findings when I looked into it. Because yes, I did look into it. And I find that it is just not founded in the Bible. And the Bible itself, it does not seem to be authentic or authoritative as a historical text for many reasons and it's basically scholarly consensus that it has not been preserved it has not been it's it's not infallible it's not inerrant it has been changed and um i can quote scholars if people want to hear that but it's basically scholarly consensus at this point okay i got two questions for you hold on hold on hold on before you even ask the question what was that joke I was going to say all of a sudden, God, no, I can't, man, because it, no, it's haram. It's haram. I, I can't make that joke. I was about to say, hold up, too. Hi, bro. No, I can't. This whole, this whole, like, man made. Pa- pause this video, bro. Are we just watching it all the way through or are we reacting to it? Well, there was like 10 more seconds, bro. Oh. 
carry on. Yeah. And I know the first clip is like abnormally long, bro. I don't know why it's like seven minutes. But then the last clip, like the one we're going to do after, it's like two minutes. Okay. I'm just saying it wasn't even in the Old Testament. Not at all. Not at all. Well, I want you to go into that. And the second thing is, Islamically speaking, Jesus or Isa, Allah was sent here to spread a message to a specific time and at a specific place. Not to be some universal message. Yes. Right? Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. And this is even mentioned in the Bible. As it says in the Bible that Jesus said, I did not come from anyone except for the lost sheep of Israel. Or I only came for the lost sheep of Israel. Which means he's only coming to the Jews. So who went to the Gentiles? The non-Jews. Paul did. Paul never met Jesus. Paul never met Jesus. And all of a sudden he's preaching these things that Jesus never preached. Bro, aside from our mic qualities coming a long way, Allah Mubarak, <laughs> and me pronouncing Isa alayhi salam, I used to say Isa, like, <laughs> man, one year can change your life, bro. Yeah, yes, subhanAllah, subhanAllah. Maybe I should start because I was talking the whole time. <laughs> I, um, subhanAllah, the quality, you know, it, we definitely upgraded since back then, uh, alhamdulillah, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. I'm as off as, as we can, inshallah. And um, me personally, man, I, I look so, so nervous, so like, like passionate, but it's just not well, not too well spoken, to be honest. I feel like I was a little bit unconfident back then and a bit, um, I would say, uh, <laughs> very hyperstatic. Um, so, yeah, so, alhamdulillah, so I, I think, I, uh, I, think I, I grew a lot more since then in being able to. Um, oh, yeah convey the message inshallah and i uh yeah. also refine the argument a lot more alhamdulillah with the book you know more that i the more i learned yeah guys rami took one was better a few questions for sure you yeah. both said words at the same time and i just couldn't make it out i think we go, both go literally ahead. like agreed we both agreed and said something oh. that was around the same thing oh i see i see i was gonna say that rami 2.0 is is for sure better at uh refuting christians for sure oh yeah oh yeah alhamdulillah but my question to both of you guys, um, what did you guys learn along the way? What are some important things? I know for me, one thing that came to mind is we definitely, it's not that we don't joke around now. And I'm saying this candidly to everyone. We are lighthearted. We do like having fun. But we definitely do take this in a more serious manner. And it's not that we put on a front now or anything like that. We've generally just evolved and matured, alhamdulillah in the last 12 months so a lot of things that we would have said back then we don't now and it's not just because we do live streams or anything like that it's generally like that's just us you know mm. but yeah how would you guys uh approach that question what's the question <laughs> that what are some like key points of you know stark contrast between this yeah, yeah. and uh it could be something like technical like i said like the mics you know like the audio is much more crisp now inshallah okay, or sorry. it could be you know something deeper like you know something like we're more natural now because i remember yeah. wait first of all let me quick shout out to rashik for becoming a member uh, and i remember when anhel first critiqued um our podcast right i, I remember we did one episode and then on, I was like, bro, we're not, we're not posting this. We got to do it again. I was like, bro, what are you talking about? And he was like, 
we're way too in our heads. It's it's not like a natural conversation, you know? It's yeah. as if we're speaking to an audience. And I didn't mm. get that at first, bro. And I might not have even gotten it like a month or two later. But a year now, later, looking back at it, yeah, bro, I see it. It's like that natural vibe only comes, I feel, with like experience of like speaking in front of people. And Anho was a natural YouTuber, Allah Mubarak, so I think it came natural to him. Mm. And me and Rami are slowly but surely it's it's as if we're like formulating that natural vibe just like we're on the phone and mm-hmm. like the fact that we have people watching it's not even on my mind yeah mm-hmm. yeah subhanallah that's that's man well i can relate 100 percent to that um subhanallah but but before i go in on, on my experiences on him bro why don't you take it away man first off can y'all can y'all see me and hear me clearly yeah. very clearly alhamdulillah alhamdulillah um, I say it's a big change, man. Like Fire said, we've definitely eased into it. I mean, you can you can see it in in all of us, not just in me. You know, Jazakallah was saying that I was natural in terms of like speaking on a, a camera and stuff, but like I, I feel like I've eased into it more. This is the first time that I've done like podcasts like this, you know. So. I had to go through it as well. But I say that all three of us just grew as individuals and we, we grew in our deen as well. You know, because like, yeah, we, we might still have our moments, but for the most part, we have, we have Akhlaq. Is it Akhlaq or is it Adab? I mean, Adab is like punishment. If I knew it, bro. Adab is like punishment. It's, Adab is like mannerisms, and akhlaq I think is character. So I think akhlaq and adab, uh, adab work. So both, we have both. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been changing, and like uh, we carry ourselves with, um, I guess, more more dignity and <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we're not we're not as a uh, jahil as we were in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, man. I, I noticed one thing, bro, that being a Muslim and being proud of being a Muslim are two different things. Being a Muslim, bro, a lot of people are Muslim. But being proud of being a Muslim, being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guiding us, you know, it's like you carry yourself in a way where you're like an ambassador of the truth. And I feel like every living day, we're we're expanding on that even further. We're no longer just like, saying whatever, doing whatever, you know, just trying to fit in. Um, we are genuinely holding ourselves to the highest possible standard at all times. And it's not boring or or not funny or stuff like that. We do have our moments, like Angel said. But our mental point of origin is always Islam. It's no longer just, you know, just living the way we want, we feel like all the time or just saying whatever recklessly and not thinking of consequences. Yeah. Yeah, subhanAllah. And wallah, it's, it's beautiful that Islam does that for you. Especially when you listen to the seerah of the Prophet and you hear what he was like and you take him as this, this role model. And as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, the perfect, perfect example. Um, you know, it's hard to, to suffer character flaws when you have an example like that that you aspire to be like, especially in the long run. Because as you progress and you get better and better, you really sift these things out of your character. Alhamdulillah, and I think that is a beautiful thing, Alhamdulillah. I definitely have grown a lot uh, from Islam, Alhamdulillah, and from doing this podcast. Um, me personally, subhanAllah, like I said, 
and like Fayed mentioned as well, we just kind of grew to this natural state where we can just, you know, chill and chat and talk from the heart. And it's not something consequential. It's not something that, you know, I have to be timid or, or worried about, alhamdulillah. Uh, but also what I what I realized, especially, you know, after being on the podcast and, and also I'd say on TikTok as well over time is that like, well, I mean, take this how you take it. But man, like we're like, honestly, we're nothing, bro. Like, like the work we do, alhamdulillah, is for the sake of Allah, but us ourselves, like we're nothing. You know how many Muslim trios Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could produce that, you know, could do exemplary and amazing and that's not to discredit us, alhamdulillah, we're doing, you know, honestly, I think everything we can. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward us with the maximum mm-hmm. reward. Um, mm-hmm. But it's important that we don't get caught in our heads that, you know, oh, now that I have these cute little lights and, you know, a little clip on mic and, you know, this nice beanie that someone got for me. It's like, we're still us, you know, like, we're never going to be anything better than, than who we are and who we aspire to be. And I think that's probably the biggest thing I learned. Um, that with, you know, people are going to love you, people are going to hate you. And the people that love you one day might hate you the next. And it might be for something as simple as, I believe this. And they will literally hate you and, and make dua against you just because you believe something that they don't. Uh, and I think that's really humbling and important that we remember those two points. Um, so we don't get attached to ourselves. We don't get attached to fame or wealth or anything. We don't get attached to people and fans and all that because... All that can switch um, by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's easy for Allah. And I, I, I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for blessing us with this opportunity. I think that's probably the biggest growth factor for all three of us. That, that mm-hmm. we're grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and uh, you know, allowing us to do this every single day, inshallah. Mm-hmm. Allah and I hope, I hope people can see, like, if they started with us from the beginning... And then they're watching our videos now. I hope they can see the uh, impact that Islam has on one's character. Like the deeper you get into Islam, the more your character develops into just something better. Like what what the character of a human being should be, you know? Hmm. I agree, bro. I used to look at people that are on Dean and slowly getting on the straight path. I'm like, bro wow all of them just growing beards at the same time and they just sound very similar and they just they they change the way they dress they don't curse anymore and you know they they stopped having fun with us and they're more you know living like more of like a more pious lifestyle you know and like what is what is this upset is this like a cult and obviously this was like times of ignorance and this is something you hear a lot of non-muslims and atheists say but it genuinely is an identity but it's not an identity that we just adopt blindly it's it's almost like being on the straight path naturally gets us to like behave properly and and look a certain way and take care of ourselves and and have haya and you know a dress code and what we say and you know what i mean well think of it like this the more we do these things the better we are in character the more risk we get the more baraka we get so it's like, it all depends, like, how much barakah do you want? How much risk mm. do you want? How much mm. rahmah do you want? You, you want a lot of it, don't you? And if you want a lot of it, well, then you got to make a lot of changes. Mm. That's true. That's true. See, taking things on is easy. Getting things is easy. Letting go of things is difficult, bro. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-hakim, you know, the most wise. 
and our own hikmah, the, the wisdom that me, Rami, and Brother Anhel, that us three that we've acquired in the, the past 12 months, alhamdulillah, being on YouTube, everything was perfectly like, I see now why things happened the way it did, why we ran into some hurdles and some difficulties and, and how it impacted us and helped us grow. I see what Allah had in store. And it just goes to show that what Rami is saying was us being nothing. It's true because we might think we have it figured out just like we did 12 months ago. But like 2023, when we're having this conversation, we might realize how far even further we've gone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I think that's also really important uh, when we're doing these things. Just like the last thing I want to say before we watch the next clip uh, is that we, we, we understand that no matter how far we came, we're still moving forward. We're not like we're not we haven't reached some maximum. Uh, this is just another stage of reflection to allow us to get to the next step, inshallah. I think it's really important that we, especially me, you know, that we remember that um, we're not there yet. <laughs> we're we're going to be working the rest of our lives, inshallah. Oh, yeah, inshallah. 100%, bro. And just like Anho was saying, how much barakah and risk and all that do you want? And obviously, rahma. let's not forget that. But even the returns we get in this dunya should not be an indication of how successful we are, bro. Just like what Ami was saying, you know, because most if not all, virtually, right, figuratively speaking, the reward we're going to get, we're not even going to experience it until we're we're done, our time here in the dunya, right? So so just, you know, even if we're, we're having a lot of barakah, we're successful, we, you know, we're, we feel like we're doing good, you know, we're, we're still not going to get everything until the end. So, you know, the dunya should be definitely a means of motivation, but it's definitely not the end all be all. You get a super chat from Brother Ismail. Ismail, we are all truth seekers. Only difference between us and some atheists is we are willing to hear other sides. SubhanAllah. Yeah. That's true. All right, then. Let's go with the, the second clip. Because it's, uh, yes, a woman can do what a man is doing, but the question is, does she really want to? If there was nothing, no media program here, if there was no one telling her, hey, you should be doing this, you shouldn't let a man do this, and then you over here do this. If if you left a woman alone with no influence, no outside influence, like what would internally she want to do? And I guarantee mm-hmm. you, it's probably not going to be what a man wants to do. Because a, a woman will want to spend time like, let's say a woman is in a relationship. She has a man. She really, really is into this dude. Right? She will want to spend time with this dude. And she will want to talk about the relationship that they have together. She'll want to uh, increase what they have together. Like, the, she'll try to make the relationship better. She'll try to have a better connection with her dude in whatever sense. Right? But a dude, yeah, he'll do that. But he's more inclined to, oh, actually, I, I want to go to the gym and get this workout in. I want to, uh, I want to <laughs> accomplish this goal over here so that I can make X amount of money. Um, for myself, like I'm doing martial arts, like, oh, I'd rather be in the gym training right now than sitting here on this sofa watching Netflix with my girl. <laughs> I don't have a girl, but I'm saying from past experience, when I did have a uh, a girlfriend, whether it was the mm. first one or the fiance that I had, bro, like we'd be sitting on the sofa 
watching Netflix, and I'd be asking myself, man, what the hell am I doing on this sofa? You know? Mashallah. <laughs> man, the eloquent one, bro, from day one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, bro, before you know, all jokes aside, before we address this, I just want to get something quickly out there. That one thing, and and you know, major shout out, Jazakallah Khair to Anho for sharing this video with me. But as uh, as Muhammad Hablo says, you know, there's a hadith where the Prophet said that all of my ummah will be forgiven, except those that air their sins and and publicize their sins. They do their sins openly in public. And I remember. You know, I don't think we've ever, you know, just shared our sins for the sake of just a boast because that's weak, bro. That doesn't make you strong. But I do think that right now where we are, we definitely have, have darkened that line between, you know, just sharing things, um, even if yeah. it's good intention. Like, obviously, there's there's I, I see that now. There, there was a lot of YouTubers that when I used to speak to them, they're like, bro, I don't ever speak about my own experiences. And I was like. What do you mean? Why? Like, people can't relate to you then. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, no, people can relate to me, bro. Definitely people can relate to me. But it's, it's doing it in a way where you're balancing getting your point across without just saying, I've done this. And kind of looking like a jihad, bro, in a way. Yeah. yeah. It's, bro, I've, I've gotten to the point where I just use, like, figurative examples. Like, I'll, I'll just say, oh, I know this one guy. And he was doing so and so, and it's like little do they know, little do they know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now they're gonna go back, watch all your clips, and be like, "Hmm, he gave this." Yeah, but this you won't know which one's which. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's Allah. true. That's true. Sometimes it's generally a guy he knows, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm. fair. <laughs> that's the thing, bro. It's ambiguity, bro. All right. Brother Khalib, walaikum salam wa rahmatullah. I want to talk on the video clip that we were just watching right there because, you know, now looking back on it, uh, a lot of the ways that I used to see things were influenced by the whole red pill. And, you know, while I still think that men and women are vastly different, I think that when it comes to a relationship, a woman is going to, she's going to want more the affection component, the compassion component of the relationship and the companionship component of the relationship. Or not to say that a man won't want that, but a man will not be 100% fulfilled by that. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Where it's like, do we want to have time with our wife? Of course we do. Do we want to experience these things with our wife, grow with our wife, you know, love our wife? Of course we do. But at the end of the day, we need to have a higher purpose as a man. And again, a woman will have her higher purpose as well. But as a man, we need to have like that thing that we're shooting towards, that we're constantly working towards. Kind of like I said in the video, but to keep it more uh, simple and I guess better explained, it's like 
if we don't have that, then we start losing who we are. And if mm-hmm. we lose who we are, well, then the woman no longer wants to be with us. So there's there's a big difference between uh, what a man you know, needs and wants and what a woman needs and wants in a relationship. I think that that's what leads to us, you know, saying the same thing now, but in a different way. Because we, we're more wiser now, right? So I think that also reinforces all the the hundreds of DMs, bro, telling us, you know, you guys should remaster some of your earlier episodes. I think we should, bro. And they're definitely going to be a little more different than, than you know, how we did it the first time, for sure. Because the way, not only, you know, what we say, but the way we say it and even the examples we would give, the analogies, we're more learned now, especially at Ami, bro. You know, Allah Mubarak, bro. So definitely the way that, that we articulate things and, and teach now, now that we have more experience teaching and, and guiding more people now in this year. So it'll definitely be beneficial, inshallah. 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 Um, subhanallah. You know, that's, that's, that's the crazy part about, you know, th- things in the West because it's, it's hard to be like, you know, everything is just wrong. Everything is just wrong, uh, especially when it comes to things like red pill or even things like feminism because there are aspects of feminism that like Islam is in line with. There's aspects of red pill that Islam is in line with. But to take those things as your way of life, that's when you, you could actually fall out of Islam. And that's the problem with this. So Alhamdulillah, I'm glad that we definitely, you know, reframed our position on that. And we, we definitely grew and we're looking at everything from an Islamic lens rather than looking at Islam from like a red pill lens or, or anything like that. Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you'll find that like, you know, things in like red pill thinking, like it, it works. Like if you want to be pragmatic, like some of it works, um, but it doesn't always mean that it's good or it's right. You know, it may actually lead you to a horrible life in this life and it may actually lead you to hell in the next life. So I'm, I'm glad that, alhamdulillah, we, we definitely grew from that. Um, I noticed a lot in the clip, just a little side note, I was always fidgeting and looking around and I had a hard time just like man- maintaining just focus, um, looking at the screen and stuff. So I hope I, I worked on that a little bit. I think I'm a little more focused and composed, inshallah. Uh, but if you guys catch me like veering off, then like, you know, send me a message or something. I don't think there's an issue if you look off. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like prolonged. I think, time. I think I told you that from the beginning as well. Well, I was like, bro, it doesn't matter if you're looking off or fidgeting. I think you were the only one that like was like hypercritical of that. Really? Damn. I mean, yeah. old habits die hard. <laughs> I'm still sitting here criticizing myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Like, I'm ready for the next one. Inshallah. Inshallah. But fire, you said a little bit is gonna change. No, bro, I think a lot's gonna change. If if we do like a a revised video, probably yeah, we might say a few things that are similar in terms of the topic, but in terms of what mm-hmm. we're gonna say, how we're gonna say the delivery, it's all gonna be different. And I think we should also revisit past videos with past guests and have them on again. And Ooh. see how the dynamic has changed, bro. Bro, just imagine like another one with Farid. Now that we're all yeah. on the same page, bro. Yeah, mashallah. Like I remember last time guests, I was bro. just, yeah, I remember I was uh, hard headed, like asking the questions, the lightning round. <laughs> no, but uh, bro, the timing of everything and us acquiring knowledge—it's it's, it's, it's perfect. perfect yeah. I wouldn't take it any other way. Color color color. 
Yeah, but uh, Ali, bro, so I'm welcome. Hope you're doing well. Anyway, um, those are it. Wow, We're not gonna do too many clips because this is just something we wanted to test out. A lot of viewers have been asking if you want us to react to more clips. Inshallah, we'll do it in the future. Uh, so it's just two for today, and this is definitely something that we want to keep more interactive. So we'll open up the live stream chat now to subscribers only instead of members. Um, but we're gonna try to address as many Bros. as we can. And as always, if you send a super chat, we'll be sure to answer. Inshallah. Inshallah, something that I. I've noticed for myself a big change, alhamdulillah, is um, when I first, you know, when we were first making the videos, I was very new to Islam, a few months in, alhamdulillah. Um, I was very, like, much so about my desires still, you know, still trying to pursue being a professional fighter. Um, if you would have asked me how many wives I, I wanted, I would have said all of them. And... Um, uh, just looking back to like that one podcast we, not podcast, but the live stream we had where someone had asked me, yo, like, I'm here, like how many wives do you want? And I was like, I want whatever Allah wills for me, you know, mm. or something like that. I said something like that. It's like, there's such a change and in, in I just don't have that desire anymore. Where it's like, look, if Allah has one, two, three, four, zero for me, like Allah's like, that's it. Like, I'm good with that. And in terms of like the professional fighting, like I'm not even pursuing the professional fighting. I do martial arts for self defense, and uh, as another form of ibadah, because yep. you know doing that as a form of ibadah in a way. Uh, but that's it. You know, it's like there's so many changes, man. And again, mm. like I, I'm, I'm a re reiterate, reemphasize, going deeper into the dean, like studying more about islam and reflecting more on these things like it it has such a profound effect on your character doesn't matter if you're a man or woman doesn't matter how old you are how young you are like if you go into it like it will impact who you are mm. yeah alhamdulillah bro first question uh, I think that says Brandon, bro. I don't know. The screen's really far from me. Um, Salam, advice for a revert with a girlfriend who hates Islam. Okay, bro. Um, we got so many questions. We got some super chats too, so I'm just going to try to blast through it. Um, best advice, Asim Al-Hakim made a video, Sheikh Asim, um, about when, you know, spouse or wife is not on deen, what to do. It's very similar to this, even though, you know, it's a haram relationship. Uh, and I'm saying it as it is, bro. No judgment, but it, this is what it is. And you're a weaver too, so I get it. It's tough. But what I would do is do your best to guide them into Islam, you know, but don't spend forever. You know, you don't want to abandon them and possibly have them just, you know, just go to hell, bro. Like, I'm, you you don't want to leave them behind. You do have to keep them, you know, on the same page. Try to guide them. Try to always, you know, in a very proper way. Lead by example. Make dua. Pray to Hajjad, you know, the era that never misses. In sujood. Make everything you can happen. Tie your camel. And then even then, give it like, I don't know, a couple of weeks, couple of months, set yourself that time frame. And if it doesn't work out at the end, Allah has something better for you planned. Because you can't just keep, you know, keep it with the same person forever if they're not Muslim. Um, that's what I would say. This is not religious advice, because obviously to stay with them might just open you to haram. And I'm not, you know, advocating that at all whatsoever. Um, but yeah, do you guys have anything else or we got a super chat? Uh, I would. I just want to add. Um, go further into the dean because 
uh, you may see it as something that you're moderately working at, that you know, you're Muslim and you're trying to bring her to Islam. But if you're not actively getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and learning more about Islam yourself, then she will slowly take you away from it. And I know that's probably difficult to hear. Uh, it is something that, that, that's difficult, even for Muslims with like a Muslim girlfriend uh, who isn't practicing or a girl with a Muslim boyfriend who isn't practicing. Same thing happens with them, bro. So, you know, you are a revert, but, you know, you're, you're a Muslim at that. So may Allah bless you. Um, that's mm-hmm. my sincere advice. Just do your best and, and, and don't let the shaitan creep in. At the end of the day, you have to really sit and reflect and, and be willing to, to make the hard decision that you will choose Allah over her. And don't be like me, bro. I, I honestly, I was trying to get married once and I made a really bad mistake. I literally, there's one point where I sat down and I was like, you know, I remember just thinking I have to leave her for the sake of Allah. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I had this really weak feeling of like, I just, I can't. And that's when like, I went through a very difficult time. Alhamdulillah, I deserved it. And I'm really grateful for now, alhamdulillah. You, you remember, bro, when Gabriel was telling us that uh, all the cases he's dealing with, and this is this is no not making a generalization right now on women, but Gabriel Al-Romani, he's literally a counselor. He deals with marriage and marital issues and affairs and all this regularly. So when he deals with it, he noticed that anytime it's a haram relationship and one person gets on deen, let's say they're Muslim and the other one's not really Muslim or not practicing or they haven't accepted Islam yet. If the man is on deen and the woman isn't, from his observations, usually it works out. Usually the woman just, you know, gets on the same page because women are naturally more cooperative. They're more, you know, they don't like to be too resisting. And this is just the way they're hardwired. And that's what he said. And he said that most of the time, if it's a woman that's on deen, right, and the man is not, then usually it's more cases where the woman then gets off deen, unfortunately, astaghfirullah. And this is reinforced by the fact that in Islam, a man who is Muslim can marry non-Muslim, you know, Ahlul Kitab women. But when you look at women, they can't do the same. And the reason behind that is for a woman, for them to get provisioning and being protected and being taken care of, you know, if the man is not on deen and he's not Muslim, then is that really fair? Do women deserve that? They really don't, right? So that's that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to add on to your point, if you continue, like, if you continue to learn about Islam, like, she'll, she'll fall in line. You know, like, it's like that thing goes where no one's going to believe it until you believe it. So if you stand your ground and you, you know, keep going, like, if she's with you, she's, She's gonna, I don't want to say submit, but, you know, for lack of better words, she's she's gonna submit here. And I'd say give it a timeline as well. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to be, you don't want to be with her for like a year and there's been no progress and no change whatsoever. Like, give it three months. Like, start going in on your studies, start going in on your character. And um, really reflecting and really just working on yourself and getting deeper in Islam, closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then just giving her the dawah, you know, little little teachable moments. Don't try to give too much at once, just little bits. And then sometimes you don't have to say anything. You just let your, your actions speak for themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, like once once that time limit is up, if she hasn't submitted and she's not willing to make any changes... 
for bro, the streets, bro. Yeah, you could say <laughs> you could say submit with ease and not feel any type of way and not want to retract it. I get it, bro. And I'm gonna say the same thing because a woman submitting to a man is different than a woman submitting to Allah. So if a man is genuinely trying to get a girl on the straight path, yeah, we are gonna make her submit because what she's submitting to isn't our whims and desires or our own ideologies. It's the truth. It's the huck. So in a way, it doesn't matter if we say a woman submits to a man who's just trying to get her on the straight path. Because in a way, that's what is that doing? Submitting her to Allah. Yeah. Um, that's the first thing. And number two, uh, what Anhel said is key, that you got to keep on your grind. Because women, especially more than men, um, but human beings in general, we hate to feel excluded from people, right? So the more you 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 expand and, and, and increase this distance and gap between you and your woman, the more that she's either going to do two things. One, try to run faster and keep up with you and decrease that gap instead of, you know, letting it widen even further. So she's going to become more like you and try to increase the similarities. Um, or what she's going to do is she's just, she's not for you. And if that happens, then alhamdulillah, either way. Yeah, alhamdulillah. I have, I have one more thing before I get to the super go chat. On, I want uh, firstly, I just want to say uh, that I I think we should avoid using the term submit, especially when we're talking, you know, about, you know, submission to Allah versus submission to the husband. I think we should just refer to it as following his lead, because at the end of the day, that's essentially what it is, following his lead and like he, him having basically last say. Second thing I want to say is, Brother Brandon, bro, show her you're serious. Show her you are serious. Don't like if you guys used to like, you know, like if you if you're a Muslim now, you know, don't touch her anymore. bro. Don't touch her anymore. For the sake mm -hmm. of Allah. Uh, if you guys used to drink together, stop drinking. If you guys used to like, I don't know, do whatever haram thing that's haram now, stop doing it. Stop doing, honestly, I would say majority of things with her. Because even spending time with her is opening the door up to zina. And if you show her that you're serious, because you're serious about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at the very least, she will she will respect that commitment. Mm -hmm. And uh, won't try and ruin things for you, you know, in terms of your deen and religion. And that should be more open. And again, at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, just remember you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first and your akhirah first. And then everything else can come after that. MashaAllah, bro. All right, brother Ismail. Where do I start learning Islam, Quran, Hadith, Aqidah, History, Fiqh? And should I learn Arabic first? Wonderful question, bro. Who wants to take a jab at it? Uh, I'll jump in here, inshallah. So, <coughs> Bismillah. I would say don't learn Arabic first. Learn uh, Arabic parallel to learning Islam. Just like learning at the same time, inshallah. Yeah. Uh, because it is important to learn Islam, to understand, be able to read the Quran in its original language that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed it in. Very important. But don't prioritize that over learning what you should believe, what you should and shouldn't do. And learning about the halal and haram of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very, very important. Also learning about the aqid that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent to us, things that we need to believe, very important. So I would say, Go to the I3 Institute, so letter I, number three, institute.ca. Sign up for the YD1 program. It's two hours a week. It's free. They will teach you all the basics and everything. And then learn uh, Arabic, Arabic somewhere else alongside that. And, you know, honestly, bro, in two years, you will be at a phenomenally, like, new level, inshallah. Mm. Inshallah. I agree. And just like Anhal said in a YouTube video on his own channel, um, it's on her with two ways, by the way. I highly recommend you guys to check it out. But he basically says self-improvement happens in steps. And when it's coming closer to Allah and the deen, I feel like it's nothing different. 
you know, yes, there's it still doesn't take away from the fact that we know where we got to be and we can't just take forever. That's not what he's saying by steps. But it's understanding that if you go into it too fast, nothing good can come of it because unless you're like, you know, I've seen it happen rarely, but most people that like, they go from like praying once a day to twice a day and then three times a day and then four times a day, they're more willing to like consolidate that foundation than people that just, you know, build that overnight. Mm. You just, you just made me think of uh, like the best thing that I ever did for self-improvement was becoming a Muslim. Oof. That's what it is. That's bro. a new That's video. That's a new video coming out. Coming out soon Ooh. to y'all. All right. So it's not for him. I love martial arts, and I'm currently practicing silat. I know that, which is from Indonesia and has Islamic origins. Its movement and style is unique. And it's great. Have you heard of it? I have. I have. Um. Uh, if I remember correctly, they use it's it uses weapons. I think the um the karambit is one of them. Uh, it's nice, bro. But you definitely want to add like some more. I want to say practical martial arts. I'm not gonna say that salat salat is not practical. I'm not gonna tell you not to do it because. Any martial art is effective if you practice it long enough and if you're aware and present enough in a certain situation. But learning how to use your body, you know, like whether it be boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, wrestling, Judo, Sambo, or just mm-hmm. a mixture of all of them in MMA, like, that's kind of priceless. You know, like, you could practice Silat for two, three, four years, and you could practice Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for one year. If I put you two together, right, both these versions of yourself, if there's no weapon involved, or even if there is a weapon involved, like, the person with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is probably going to submit you. Now, if there's a weapon involved, you're probably going to cut the dude up before he submits you, but it's needless to say he's going to submit you. G bro, I and wonder it, why those who don't know getting demonetized. Why? <laughs> oh, you you think you think what I said is gonna submit you? Uh I mean <laughs> you think it's <laughs> it's bro, you all over the place. I think it's the W word, bro. The like the tools we use, you know. But at this point, bro, you have to uh, whatever, bro. Inshallah it doesn't. Inshallah it doesn't. Inshallah it doesn't, bro. But, but at the end of the day, it is what it is, bro. Color Allah. Yeah. Yeah. It's Again, like for those who don't understand what I'm saying by submit, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, if you got someone in a lock where they have to tap, that's submission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And guys, we're like, I think, 10 or 15 minutes ahead in terms of answering the questions because there's so many. So we'll try to do rapid fire after uh, Arami answers this. No, inshallah soon. <laughs> inshallah soon. <laughs> My man did the I, most long pause and then and no. Yeah, uh, there's there's actually like when I moved, alhamdulillah, because I just moved recently. Um, I looked up uh, MMA gyms and all that. There's actually one that's like three minutes away, um, and it's a small, modest one. It's not like traditional one you think of, but uh, 
it has mats and like and I guess that's all you really need you know a good instructor and uh, a little bit of equipment and you should be good inshallah so hopefully once gyms and everything opens back up I'll get back or I'll start not get back into it I'll begin inshallah and then I'll uh, yeah Alhamdulillah alright do you want to answer this one too bro uh, do you think the majority of misun- uh, misunderstanding in relation to Islam is due to translation from a rich language such as uh, Arabic to English that's a big part of it but what people don't understand is that there were whole movements like like hundreds of years ago, like after the Renaissance period, during the fall of the Ottomans and all that, all these different you know points in history, there are movements to liberalize and secularize Islam. Hundreds of years ago, hundreds of years ago, there were these movements. Um, like when the the Khilafah fell and everything, there are movements to have it fall. Um, at the very least, like maybe a hundred, two hundred years ago. Um, so this came from you know Western thinking, thinking in France, thinking. In, in, in Great Britain at the time and they took these scholars who were Muslim who learned Islam there and they learned their ideas and they mixed it in Islam and brought it back to the Ummah and then eventually um, they divided and conquered so a big part is yeah because of mistranslation misunderstanding but a huge a bigger part is because of misinformation people just completely lying about what's allowed in the deen how many shayukh quote unquote other out there that are saying uh Certain mm. things are halal when they're completely, clearly haram. And there's all these really weird takes that no classical scholar held the opinion of. You said That's classical what? scholar, bro. I thought you said Costco, like the store. I, I mean, like, I mean, a lot of these people are Costco scholars. They are bro. Costco scholars, bro. <laughs> That's for a fact. Low value. That's what it is. Um, will you bring brother Yusha Evans, inshallah? I think we will now because this is this is like the second time. The first time was Anhel suggesting we should bring him on this week. So... This is definitely a sign, inshallah. Right. Hey, asks, who is the most inspirational Sahaba or Sahabi or Muslim for you after the Prophet and why? May Allah bless you, brothers. Love you. May Allah accept it from us. May Allah love you for loving us. Allah, man. All right, Anil, do you want to go first? I knew it, man. <laughs> why is that? Because he was just, he was a warrior. But on top of that, like, he was also a Muslim. So he wasn't a savage, like, all these uh, generals and warlords and all that. You know, like, and again, this is on the premise that it's after the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Because my favorite is the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But the one after that is Halen. You know, like, he was a warrior. And, like, he... Come on now. Like, this man was known as the sword of Allah. Like, this man was proper. This man was, like, looked towards when the time was needed. You know, and, like, I always... That's something that I admire because I've always wanted to be capable in times of need. You know? Mm. So to see someone like that who's a Muslim, who's not just feared, but he's loved and he's well respected, and like he, bro, he was known as the sword of Allah, like yeah. by Allah Himself, I believe. So, subhanAllah. And there's this one thing, my bad brother. There's this one thing that, like, I, I think someone took it from like something that he said, and I'm gonna butcher it. But he said that, like, I could have the most beautiful wife in this world with the most beautiful kids 
and have everything and it's like and that still wouldn't be as dear to me as sitting in a camp the night before going to battle just getting my weapons ready just knowing that like i'm about to go to war and, and he said it specifically that he's about to go to war for the sake of allah mm-hmm. he said there's mm-hmm. nothing better than that i was like mashallah 100 percent, bro Mashallah, bro. Jazakallah for that. I just want to quickly address this before me and Rami give our answers. Um, and yeah, bro, listen, we're here for you. Um, may Allah allow you to reflect on some of the things that you said. We said it was real. It came from the heart. There was no no deeper, you know, alternative intention or anything like that. Ulterior motive, nothing. So just reflect on that. You're human. We're human. We deal with very similar stuff with y'all. Um, you guys will be surprised. So definitely take that into, you know, practice, inshallah. And I will say, Uthman, radiallahu anhu, for showing us the ummah that you can have both. You can have dunya and akhirah. You can, you can be wealthy and you can definitely be someone that provisions for those that you care about and in a way be wealthy. In the dunya and in the akhirah, inshallah. Rami, what about you? Subhanallah. Man, wallahi, it's it's so hard for me to pick because they're, they're all, you know, radiallahu anhum, they're all so phenomenal, subhanallah. Um, the first one that comes to mind is Omar, radiallahu anhum, because although I'm never, I've never really been a harsh person, he was a person who grew up with a harsh father. And because of that, he was very harsh at a lot of points in his life. It's just who he was. But Islam, you know, really softened even him. And I think that's very beautiful, subhanAllah. And he was someone who, you know, could be a very gentle giant or just could be a giant, subhanAllah, and um, really, you know, act that way as well. And I think that's a beautiful part. And it, and under his leadership, the ummah, you know, grew. They beat, like, Rome and Persia and all these different places, subhanAllah. They, they just, like, completely blew up and all over, like, all over uh, the Middle East and, and surrounding areas and stuff, subhanAllah. So... That's something I greatly admire. And another one is, is Mus'ab ibn Umar radiallahu anhu, who was a young man who came from a rich family and he, he left them and literally left his house naked um, because his parents said that if you're going to you know, accept Islam, then you're not having any of what we own. So he literally left his house naked um, because of that. And then he, he passed away during the battle of, um, of Uhud. And bro, the story is so beautiful. SubhanAllah. I won't go into it now, but look up his name, inshallah, on YouTube. Listen to the story. It's one well, less beautiful. Mashallah, mashallah. Uh, okay, this is a good question. Uh, for you. my brother is coming in. A, my birthday is coming in a few days. What should, uh, what my parents want to celebrate my birthday? And I want to tell them, okay, is a haram. Yeah, it is haram. Okay, so it seems like you know, right? We made a video. Uh, check it. Just type the three Muslims' birthdays, something like that, and it was a reaction video we did to Sheikh Uthman ibn Farooq from OMF, and it pretty much explained everything in there. What I would do is always educate, because as Brother Muaz and Beg, who we had on the episode uh, two days ago, guys, check that out if you haven't. But as he says that the antidote to ignorance is knowledge. So a lot of people they don't they don't actually know these things. I myself didn't know this a few years ago and a lot of people in my family. So it's a very normal thing and it's, it's normalized. You know, you see Muslims today with Christmas trees and all this stuff for Allah. It's not something that it should be, but I'm just saying it as it is. So 
what my best advice would be is try to guide them, give them the truth. If they would still put culture and all this culty, culturey uh, type of these these pagan rituals and and that's what it is, then halas bro, you've done your job. Don't don't participate them. Don't be guilty by association, like Anhal says, and definitely do not be the one to you know lead these things. You know definitely because Allah will question you on it. Uh, I get it, it's difficult, but you got to stand your ground when it comes to Islam. You got to be firm when it comes to Islam. You know, be empathetic, but but definitely don't let people cross your boundaries and Allah's boundaries. So you know, if your parents say, okay, you know what, it's okay, we'll just we'll just get a cake. No. That's literally what the pagans would do to the moon god. They would get that cake. Okay, I'll just get you a gift. Get me a gift any other day. You know, we'll we'll just go to dinner. I'll just say happy birthday. It's like, okay. And then before you know it, you're, you're blowing candles on a cake, right? So just stand your ground and don't even go a step in Shaitan's direction. Yeah. One, one thing I want to add to that is don't tell them on your birthday. Tell them as soon as, like, tell them ASAP. Go to them and say, listen, my brother's in a few days. I'm not celebrating it. It's haram. Even if you don't believe it is, I believe it is. It's my, you know, if you, if you want to celebrate my birthday, just respect the fact that I don't want to celebrate my birthday uh, because it's still my birthday. And at the end of the day, you know, you have that right to decide that and just make it clear. Oh, no. Do you know someone called Elijah Long? Bro, I used to watch his videos. SubhanAllah. He was a very proper guy. May Allah got him to Islam. I mean, did you ever speak to him, bro? I used to speak to him pretty often. Yeah, at one point we were talking about making a collaboration video, but um, that never happened. So you think you think I should invite him on the podcast, bro? He'd be down for sure. Uh, sure we'll think about bro, it. Why not? Inshallah, yeah. just throw it at him. Throw the invitation at him. Inshallah. Okay. All right. Why wasn't Anho present in Mazenbeg's episode? Same reason why Anho was not present in anything else, more or less, for the last two weeks because of quarantine, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that, inshallah, off stream. Okay. But because I don't know anything about this. Yeah. Good call, bro. Good call. I think Pharaoh celebrate. Yeah, 100%. And the thing that the occult, right? Freemasons, devil worshippers. This is this is on the internet. Don't don't just take my word for it, but the number one thing that they love is birthdays and congratulating people on their birthdays. So subhanallah. Adam writes agreed fight extend the protection amongst the brothers who can't defend themselves. Yes, sir. All right, a few more, and then we got to wrap this up, inshallah. Okay, is vaping haram? From what I know, it is, but I see many brothers vaping. Please, can you address that? Rami, if you want to speak on this, also um, go into shisha and hookah, because people think, you know, a lot of people think it's a, it's a Muslim thing, you know, shisha and hookah. Yeah, so... Although, you know, Aghili and Shisha and all that is an, an Arabic thing, it is not a Muslim thing. Because in Islam, we are not allowed to do anything that will damage our body, harm ourselves, especially, you know, just in the sake of entertainment, having fun, getting a buzz, or whatever these the, the reasons are. Uh, 
um, for some people, it becomes addictive, especially if they're adding like, you know, nicotine and, and all that into the, the mix of what they're smoking. So vaping and smoking and all these things, I would say, as far as I know, unless you're vaping to get away from smoking and you're doing the, the trick where you slowly decrease, decrease, decrease amount of nicotine and the, the intervals in which you smoke until you can just completely give it up, unless you're doing that, you cannot be vaping, you cannot be smoking, especially not shisha, because shisha, in a lot of cases, is actually worse than smoking cigarettes. Um, that's what I remember reading about once. But they're all haram 100% because you are damaging your body. And I promise you, if you, you know, take a certain amount of time off of smoking, your lung capacity, uh, even just breathing in, everything is going to be completely different. And then if you smoke just like for five minutes, you're going to start wheezing and coughing and all these different things, bro. It's, it's like going to be oh, yeah. worlds apart. And that's especially like if, you're like if you're like reciting Quran, bro. You can't do that if you're a smoker, man. You won't have the lung capacity for that. Hondo. Yeah. What was it that made you give up being MMA pro completely? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, bro. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made me submit when I didn't want to. Um, I had gotten an injury, a groin injury, before Ramadan. And it was funny because I was actually not going to partake in Ramadan. I was, in my head, I was like, ah, oh, it's my first Ramadan. Uh, as a new Muslim, um, I'm going hard in my training. I don't want to miss out on my training by doing Ramadan, so I'm, not, I'm just not going to do it this year. And Allah was like, all right, say less. And, um, yeah, I got the injury. Didn't really do any training for months on end, actually. And all that time made me reflect on, like, well, what was my real intention behind doing professional fighting? And it, it was all ego at the end of the day. It was all, like, the status, the money, and uh, just having that to where it's, like, when people look at you like, oh, he's a professional fighter. And they have that fear of you. It's, it just hypes you up. It hypes you up, you know? So I'd rather just learn martial arts, be low-key with it. Whether someone knows it doesn't, doesn't matter. But when the time comes, like I said earlier, I'm capable of defending mm -hmm. myself and defending the people that I'm with. So I think that's that's why I still do martial arts. And, you know, aside from the fact that it's, it's a lot of fun. Hmm. 100% bro exactly okay for that law joint honey and black sea that's funny black sea. all right uh, honestly um, I'm, I'm in a fastest state hmm. is it haram to accept gifts at Christmas Rami what do you think um subhanAllah you know that's a tough one I genuinely don't know the answer to that uh, I genuinely don't know um maybe it depends on the context maybe not Allahu alam um because it's a thing like you, you know, you shouldn't, Islamically, you shouldn't reject a gift. But if that gift is associated with Christmas and all that, then it might mm. be troublesome. So maybe when they give you the gift to make it clear uh, that, you know, you appreciate the gift. And maybe I'm not giving any fatwa here. You have to ask a sheikh. Let, let me make that clear. Mm. I would say the safest route, if you don't have time to ask a sheikh, if you can't ask one at a time, just accept the gift. And then tell them, thank you for the gift. I want you to know, I personally don't celebrate Christmas. You know, it's actually something that's against my religion. 
So I, but I do, you know, accept gifts Islamically. We don't reject gifts as well. So I will accept the gift. I thank you greatly for it. Um, and, you know, I ask God to bless you because we believe the greatest blessing is Islam. So it's not wrong to make dua and say, may Allah bless them. Um, ask God to bless you. And uh, again, I appreciate the gift. And then maybe sometime in the future, get them a little gift back, not associated with anything. And bro, correct me if I'm wrong, but Christmas, not only is the pagan, but the gist of it is, the gist of it is that it's a day where they celebrate the death of God as stuck for Allah and what they think is God. And we as Muslims, we know that God is eternal. So in a way, it's kind of shirk, bro. And you are limiting God to human-like characteristics like birth and death. And I think that's one of the ultimate sins. And taking a part in that... Say that again, bro. They celebrate it as the birth of Jesus Christ, peace be upon him. When Jesus, peace be upon him, he never, he was born. He was born any time that they're celebrating. That's the funny thing. He was born a completely different time. Mm -hmm. And he didn't even die. Guys, anyone that even made it this far, that's like genuinely trying to like do research, bro. Look at like the Gospel of Barnabas, bro. Go over to the Gospel of Barnabas. Go to chapter 97, bro. Look at verse 9 and 10. Search this up after and literally see Isa alayhi salam. Literally, by name, mentioning Muhammad, one who will be sent from God, personally named, personally handpicked and chosen to clear my name and spread Tawheed. And, bro, Christians don't want to talk about this, subhanAllah. MashaAllah. Anil, bro, how do you connect a bear? I mean, beard. <laughs> yeah, tips bro. to get a beard to connect like yours. Um, well, mine just connected... Um, just naturally by itself but for those who are having issues you can do a derma roller and Rogaine I heard the results from Rogaine on the beard are permanent whereas on the head hair they are not permanent and uh, also heard that the derma roller works very nicely the Marola is elite and get that peppermint oil, but remember to dilute it, bro, because you put that on your skin, it's going to burn you. Faid, <laughs> how long it take you to finish? Bro, I'm not even done, to be honest. I'm like, I'm year seven out of nine. So, you know. You've been in school for seven years. Yes, sir. All right. What kind of doctor do you want to become? I don't want to become a doctor, bro. I want to get my degree. And I never, inshallah, I always tell people this, inshallah, I never practice medicine, bro. What I want to do is continue doing what I want to do. You know what I mean? Really impacting the world in, in more ways than just being a doctor. But at the same time, it's good to have stability and it's good to have security living in this world where it's very unpredictable the times we live in. So I do think everyone should have some type of skill, physical skill. Like if you want to be an engineer, you want to be a doctor, you want to be an electrician, just something. And then if you want to start a business, start doing dawah full time, things that really impact people in the world, inshallah, and keep your intentions pure. But you have that to fall back on financially. You know what I mean? And I genuinely feel like everyone should have one of these things because when you looked at, you know, the the old classical scholars like Rami was saying, None of these people, they didn't depend on the dawah for money. 
they all had they were either carpenters or or you know they they had a physical labor job something to make money so the dawa was separate mm-hmm. from that and that was unadulterated pure dawa the dawa didn't depend on that so it's not like you could say this but you can't say that or else you're not going to get food on the table you know so it was genuine pure dawa and i think that's how it should be bro 100% 100% all right, then. We got three for three for Yusha Evans. Inshallah, we'll make it happen. Um, all right, guys. couple, you know, one minute left. Any other questions? We'll quickly wrap through it. And we will be live again on Friday, inshallah, same time, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. No. You gotta lock her up, put her in chains if she's thinking about doing that. She'll like it though, don't worry. What are you guys' thoughts on Mufti Abulez? We were actually thinking of doing a reaction video, so stay tuned for that, bro. <laughs> stay tuned for that. We'll we'll probably speak more on that in that. Walaikum salam rahmatullahi barakatuh. Good to see you again, bro. Mm. Brother Fahd, you once said that physical money is haram. Can you clarify? I'm talking about paper money in the way that they use it today with inflation. There's no intrinsic value. What do you think happens when you have a financial system based on riba and, and just printing more money, which is going to lead to unstable economies? It's not fair. It's not just. It's It's impermissible, but it's everywhere. Just like, you know, going to a grocery store and listening to music, it's, it's not, and we're not going to get into the whole music debate again, but there's the musical instruments, right? Without a shadow of a doubt, haram, and it's out of control, right? Because how are you going to do your groceries then? You know, how are you going to go to the gym and work out, right? So we live in a world where we're surrounded by all these things and it doesn't make it okay, but it's better to know it's haram than to just, you know, change your beliefs and act like it's halal, you know? All right, last question will be this. On him, bro. I'll let you go. What's the best thing you learned from doing podcasts in terms of communication, etc.? What made you be more present and relaxed? Okay, so I'll go first. Inshallah, this and that. Uh, the best thing that I learned from doing podcasts. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what I, that was the best thing that I learned from doing podcasts. I'm sorry, I can't I can't answer that. Um, but the last thing in terms of what made me more present and like made it easier, um, I'd say just doing it more doing it more you know you just ease into it and then when you're at ease and you're obviously going to be present so I'm doing that hmm. Rami bro what about you about doing um, podcasts mm-hmm. subhanAllah <laughs> honestly I think it's the um, 
I think it's just remembering that it's for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It just keeps me in, in a state of, of, you know, flow of, of awareness and just speaking from the heart um, with the filter of Islam, inshallah. That, I think, is, it does it all for me, to be completely honest. And that's all you need. Uh, and this is a bit off topic, but if you're in any situation in life, if you just ask, you know, you're confused about what to do. If you just ask, what would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell me to do? And what would the Prophet A.S.A.W. do? Which is basically asking the same question, just phrased two different ways. Um, a lot of the time, as long as you have proper knowledge of Islam or decent knowledge of Islam, you will usually come to the right answer. Mm. Well, that's, that's how I run the podcast for myself. That's what it is, bro. One thing I learned with the podcast, bro, is is something I talk, I spoke to Brother Gabriel with you guys on. Being more, more stoic, bro. Because some of the feedback, bro, is good, alhamdulillah. But a lot of it, people are weird, bro. People are weird. And it really does thicken your skin. You guys want an example of that? Let's give you an example. So, Fayad, you are a person of desires. Cool. Number one, I think every single person is a person of desires. Um, I believe the Prophet some this is an authentic hadith. Every son of Adam is a sinner. So everyone has desires. So I don't know what you mean by that. Where is the evidence that you can stop your Christian wife from celebrating her religious festival? You are a layman. Be careful. So first thing I want to say is you're right. I'm a layman. Um, as are these two brothers. We're not scholars. However, if someone asks you as a Muslim, is something like shirk haram, you're not going to say, oh, I can't tell you because I'm not a scholar. Right. So things that are clear cut, we have to convey the truth. Obviously, you know, do your research and, and consult scholars. But being a Muslim, having a wife, this means you have to have a nikah, right? A religious legislative agreement. On the nikah, the marriage is only valid if you guys are Muslims. And if she is a Christian, right, there can be no shirk happening, which is associating partners with God. That's what, Chris, that's what Christmas is, right? So having shirk, by definition, that nullifies the nikah. If there's a nikah, she can't be your wife. That's what I'm saying. So in a way, then you being intimate with her would be zina every single time because there's no nikah. And it just opens you to like a whole other, you know, berate of like all these other issues that, you know, we don't even want to get, you know, into right now. But TLDR, uh, don't let your wife celebrate Christmas or any other pagan shirki uh, holiday. Right. This is very clear in Islam. You can see the proof for it. I don't have to be a sheikh to tell you that. And if you don't like that, Abu American said it best on Twitter. A lot of people, when they have an issue with something about Islam or with Allah's rules, they'll project it onto you, the people, um, for saying it. When their problem was never with you, it was with Allah. And this is a very tough pill to swallow for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Also, I want to add, um, although you can't stop your, your wife if she's Christian or Jewish from practicing her religion, Christmas is not a, a, Christ, a Christian thing, believe it or not. It was actually on, only introduced like in the 9th century in Rome. Um, it's not something Paul practiced. Not even Paul himself, who believed Jesus was God. Paul didn't even practice it. It's something that was introduced in the 9th century in Rome. So it's not even a religious thing, to be completely honest. Um, and uh, that brother in particular that, that was saying this stuff, bro, do you want everyone who, who speaks about Islam to be a scholar? What about the people who are students of scholars, who learn from scholars, who teach what their scholars and their teachers have taught them? Uh, and bro, may Allah you know, bless you. But it's honestly, bro, it's people like you that, that prohibit other people from trying to give da'wah 
and spread the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is Ali Dawa a, a scholar? Is Muhammad Hijab a scholar? Uh, are these people scholars? No, not everyone's a scholar, but there are people there, you know, alhamdulillah, that do the work uh, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, I mean, with all due respect, while you sit at the back of the street and criticizing them, like what exactly, you know, are you doing for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I'm not saying you're not doing anything. I'm just saying this is definitely not contributing for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you, you know, with all due respect, bro, I'm not a scholar, I'm not a faqih. Um, 100%. But you need to reevaluate, uh, you know, your position on, on this 100%. With that being said. Again, w- w- <laughs> answering fiqh questions. So if you go to a, a scholar of fiqh, answering questions of fiqh is not allowed? Or are you saying it's not allowed for a layman? I'm not giving from my own opinion. Even when I wasn't sure, I said, first and foremost, go ask a scholar. If you can't mm-hmm. reach a scholar, as far as I know, the safest thing to do, don't like accept the gift, tell them I don't celebrate it, I'm not I'm not accepting it for Christmas, and khalas, that's it. If you don't like that, I give, you know, uh, what I hear from other scholars or as much as I know, uh, then leave. With all due respect, you can leave. Uh, but I'm not making rulings up here as I go, alhamdulillah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is my witness. And mm-hmm. if you don't like it, bro, you can leave, honestly. Bro, I already blocked that fit, no worry, bro. That's what we do in T3M. We don't think twice. Uh, Muhammad says if someone is married to a Christian woman can she have a beer exactly bro same thing it's like where do you draw the line bro things that if you're married to them things that are un-Islamic and haram definitely we can't do those things but anyway that's it takeaway message from this if you guys made it this far is we've expanded a lot we've matured that's why we reacted to the videos but it doesn't take away from the main message which is continue to propagate the truth and don't change that for anyone, don't fall into people's shaming tactics, bro. Whatever it is. And if there's nothing else to say, then bismillah, bro, you can end it. I have one last thing to say. It's really random. But to that brother, Chandan, if, you, if you're still here, you said that we can't give fiqh rulings. That itself would be a fiqh ruling. So, you know, Ooh. watch yourself and be careful, bro. Uh, and may Allah bless you and everyone in here. Allahumma ameen. And with that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa kina adhaab al-nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May Allah bless this brother Mahdi Lim here. Jazakum al-khair. Wa alaikum as-salam.